Um, good evening, all. And um, please just uh, get in whatever position that you'd like to um, practice in. That could be lying down, um, flat on your back. It could be sitting upright on a cushion or bench or chair, or it could be reclined on an easy chair or sofa. And what I'd like us to do as we begin is just to check in with how the body feels as it begins to settle into whatever position you've chosen. How do your legs feel? Any places that are particularly sore or uncomfortable or perhaps jittery? How's the lower back? What kinds of sensations can you feel in the lower back region? Let your awareness as you scan the body, let your awareness be soft and open, not laser-like, not tight, not trying to penetrate deep into the muscles or the tissue, but a light touch, just checking out in a casual way how the different parts of the body feel. How's the abdominal area feel, the belly? You notice any holding or tension? If you sense that it's the kind of holding or tension that you could just gently let go of, then please do. But perhaps it's a holding or tension that's built up that goes deeper than just the kind that you, you know, hunch your shoulders with. Maybe maybe it's not something you can let go of that easily, in which case, just let it be there. Acknowledge the tension with a nod, even a silent hello. Say, hello, hi, tight belly. Hello, hard belly. 
How does the chest region feel? The pecs, the sternum area. Even widening the scope of your awareness, how do your shoulders feel? And then wrapping around to the back of the body, what do you feel in and around your shoulder blades? And remember that as we scan in this way, the point isn't to do something to the sensations that you encounter. It's just so simple, just notice. Just bring your awareness consciously to these different parts of the body and just feel how you are doing. How does the neck feel? How does the throat area feel? When you encounter zones or areas of the body where there's a especially high amount of tension, it can be natural for the awareness itself to tighten up in response to the tension it encounters. When you feel that happen, if you do, just gently dilate your awareness, soften it. Don't turn away from the tension but just like be aware of other things as well. So maybe you feel a little tension in your throat, but then also attend to the other parts of the body. Don't forget to listen for sounds in the environment. So you're attending to your throat, you're attending to different parts of the body, but in a soft way. Now please bring your awareness to the very top of your head and just feel what sensations there are in the scalp up there. The muscles just under the skin, the top of the head. How about now your forehead area between your eyebrows?
And now your eyeballs and the soft tissue around your eyeballs. Muscle tension or fatigue or even achiness or soreness can actually be so interesting. What does the particular kind of fatigue or tension or whatever it is you may be feeling around your eyes, what does it feel like? Don't settle for words like tension, soreness, fatigue. What are the sensations themselves like? Now please bring your awareness to your teeth. Are your teeth, your upper teeth and lower teeth, are they touching each other? Or are they spread apart a bit? If they are touching, are they touching each other with any pressure or force? Now let your awareness move to your tongue. How is the tongue situated in your mouth? And letting your awareness scan the tongue from tip to end. Do you feel any tension? How about the bottom part of the tongue? What do you feel there? Where the upper surface of the tongue, where all the taste buds are located. Can you feel the saliva in your mouth? On the surface of your tongue? Or perhaps your tongue feels dry right now. As awareness moves through the body like this and encounters sensations, sometimes those sensations change. Sometimes holding or tension softens. Sometimes what feels solid starts to seem less solid, more permeable, more porous. As you check out these sensations throughout the body, also take note of how those sensations 
change as awareness encounters them. Observing something often changes something. It's interesting to notice what effects observation has, especially on our inner life. And let your awareness move to your jaw muscles, the muscles located where your upper and lower jawbone connect. And try actually like pressing down, pressing your teeth together to activate these muscles. Feel the jaw muscles themselves tighten, but also feel how those muscles are connected to muscles that spider web across the skull as a whole, all the way up the sides of the skull, even to the very top. Don't press too tight. I don't want you to get sore or anything, but just feel how that muscle is connected to this whole network of muscles in your head, your temple, your scalp. And now release that pressure and just let the muscles be and feel the sensations in the jaw muscles themselves. Remember, we're not doing anything to these sensations. Just letting them be, just watching. As you observe, as you are aware, how do the sensations change? Sometimes a change in a sensation in one place, like your jaw muscle, can be connected to changes in sensations in other places, like through your scalp, or even down in your belly, or your chest, or your throat. Be open to those kinds of sensory connections. That's why it's good to have a soft awareness, not tight, blinded, just focus on one area, but you know, generally focused on one area like the jaw muscles and then open to connections that you might discover throughout the body.
Speaking of connections, maybe let's pop down to the belly area again. We visited there earlier and you noted the sensations there at that time. How are they now? As you've settled into this sitting, has there been any settling or softening in the muscles in the belly? If there has been, remember, it's not because you've done something. It's just happened. For some of you, you might actually feel more activation or energy or even tension in the belly as other parts of the body have softened, opened up. Sometimes emotion can be released. And so the belly may actually feel a little bit more tight or uncomfortable right now. And that's also interesting to notice. Nothing good or bad about any of it. Now please bring your awareness to your lips. And as we've been doing, just feel how they are. What I'd like us to do for the next, I don't know, a few minutes is to just sit here without focusing our awareness on any one set place. Let's just be aware of how the body's doing in an open way. So any given moment you may feel the sensations associated with breathing. You might feel sensations in other parts of the body, like where your body's making contact with the ground or whatever you're sitting or resting on. You may be aware of the sounds in the environment around you including my voice, but also sounds in your own space. And perhaps you feel the temperature of the air in the room you're in on the exposed skin of your body. Just be present in this way, 
in the here and now, aware of whatever arises in awareness at any given moment. Breath, bodily sensations, environmental stimuli, and of course, thoughts and emotions. Let the thoughts come, let the feelings come, nothing wrong with them at all. But when you notice that you have become lost in thought or carried away by a certain kind of emotion, note that. It could be silently or it could be with a label like thinking and then reconnect with the here and now by just tuning in softly to the body, to the environment. So thoughts are welcome, emotions are welcome, but try not to get carried away so that you lose awareness of elements of the here and now. Some of you may be unused to this kind of sitting where we're not focusing on one thing like the breath or sensations in the hands or something like that. Let your awareness go to whatever calls to it. And the only thing to strive for, if that's the right word, is that you remain present with sensations in the body and the environment in general, but it could be any particular sensations. It doesn't have to be the breath. Perhaps you can feel what it's like to be aware in an open way, not even focusing on anything at all, just sort of gently aware of the breath and the body, the physical presence of the body, but not particularly following or tracking anything, just here.
When you feel like you can rest in the present moment in this way, just do so, just rest, just be. And then notice with interest and curiosity what carries you away from the present. What, what takes you away from the present? Take note of what it is that carries you away. Is it boredom, irritation, fantasy, expectation, frustration? Just take note of what it is. And by taking note of it, you are actually being present. And then just reconnect with the body and the environment. Some thoughts, some emotions will be so light, so easy to notice and bring your awareness back to the present. Others will have much more juice to them. Those are interesting. Which thoughts, which emotions have more pull? Which ones take longer for you to even notice have carried you away? Instead of being frustrated when you notice that you've been thinking about something for half a minute or a minute before you even realize it, it's actually an incredibly important observation. Just when you notice that, oh, wow, that's interesting. Catalog it, take note of what it is and then come back. Body environment, the here and now. We'll do this for just one minute more or so, and then I'll begin speaking a little bit about practice. Please feel free to continue sitting in the way that you are, if you like, and also feel free to move if you like. My hope is that we'll have a chance to sit a little bit more before the evening ends, but 
just want to say a few words. Um, so there's actually a way of thinking about the kinds of thoughts and emotions that pull us away from the present moment that I've had in my back pocket for actually like two years, but have resisted bringing up in this class. Um, and I'm going to say, I think for a lot of reasons, I think I want to talk about it. Don't worry. It's, it's, let me temper expectations. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> um, it's not like, oh, by the way, this is how you get enlightened. No. <laughs> um, so, um, but actually it's interesting why I have hesitated. Um, so let me say, first of all, what it is. Um, when you notice a thought or a sensation, sometimes it can be useful to think to yourself when you sort of sense it, like it thinks, it tenses or whatever it is, like it fears or it mm, fantasizes, whatever it is. And the idea is um, to think about the various thoughts and emotions that are arising in meditation, in consciousness, as impersonal processes, um, which actually they are. Um, and this is what meditation practice ultimately um, gets us to see at a very deep way. Um, I think what can be hard about certain thoughts, not all thoughts, is that there are thoughts. These are my thoughts. These are my beliefs. This is my anger, right? This is my fear. This is, oh, my shame, right? I mean, let's get real. Um, my pain, things like that. That kind of um, sense that our self is deeply connected to that thought or emotion um, gives it a lot of juice. And part of what we're doing when we meditate as we do on these Tuesday nights is slowly cultivate the ability to see these as just our stuff. Like, you know, this is just stuff. I have Bernie's stuff, Jim has Jim's stuff, you know, Allison has Allison's stuff, right? And we have different kinds of karma, which just means our histories, right? So it's like um, different environments, different temperaments, different combination of things that lead us to have the kind of stuff we have. Um, and sometimes it can be really interesting to just try on saying like, oh, it fears, right? Or it thinks. It's like the Bernie system is having this particular thought process. Um, Sometimes that kind of perspective happens very naturally when you've seen the same damn thought process like 5,000, 10,000 times and you realize, oh yeah, there I go again, like the goody but oldie, right? You know, record number 72 in the jukebox, there it goes, right? Um, but that takes a long time. And um, so it, I suggest, I'll, let me put, I'll put it out there try it. It will feel weird, um, especially with the thoughts that you 
are closest to. But that's kind of part of the point. You know, wh why? What's the resistance, right? Um, okay. But immediately I want to say why I haven't said this before. Um, and it's actually interesting. It's like my experience teaching meditation at Williams, so with college age students, has led me to see that one of the um, most common kind of misinterpretations of meditation um, that students are prone to, because I think it it actually jives very naturally with a certain kinds of you know um, coping mechanisms they developed over their lives, is to see meditation as a form of dissociation is to see meditation as like, oh yeah, I can become distanced from my thoughts, you know? Because actually that's, uh, as I've discovered how a lot of college students have experienced their psychic lives in general. Um, and um, so meditation seems like a kind of technique for achieving this way of feeling really removed from you. So you can see your thoughts and emotions at a distance. Um, they're not really you. It's almost like you see them from the other side of the room or from the ceiling or something like this. Um, and it's a close cousin to what I'm talking about, but actually radically different. And I really, so it's like that that closeness, but difference, which is so key to get a handle on. And I've I've worried about bringing this, this example up in a setting where I, a lot of college students regularly come because I worry about how people might interpret this. Okay. So, um, Meditation is actually the opposite of dissociation, I would say. Um, um, it's about reconnecting with our experience, not about disconnecting. Um, and yet it is also about seeing our experience as not egocentric. So it's like, it's that kind of fine line, right? Um, there's another term that is really common in the Zen literature which is that meditation makes you intimate with your experience, right? Um, and I think, so the kind of, when I say, you know, look at your stuff as merely stuff, um, it's not about holding it at arm's length. It's actually a different way of becoming more intimate with it. Um, getting sort of being, by saying it's just stuff, you actually can get closer to it. You can see its texture. You can feel it without being set off by it in the same way. So I think um, you don't, uh, you know, so that might be enough for now just to, so, um, Ultimately, we are just seeing, we are basically just, you know, doing an empirical exploration of what makes up our egos, you know, and by doing that, becoming less and less identified over time with them, with those structures. Um, and, and I think maybe the one thing I would add to this experiment of saying it thinks or it feels is that it's not to be done so much in the spirit of like clinical observation, like I'm studying a specimen, um, but rather as a way of achieving a kind of sense of humor, like, oh yeah, there I go again, 
you know, um, and actually also, and this is a theme that I've tried to emphasize with some kind of warmth, you know, I think the humor and warmth go together. It's really like, oh yeah, there I go again, man, I make life hard for myself, don't I? <laughs> um, and also people around me, yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's, and so what I think another way in which this is really differs from dissociation is we dissociate from our experience because we, we can't tolerate it. We don't want to feel it. This that I'm talking, this thing I'm talking about, actually you feel more intensely, more with more clarity, but without activation. You know, that's the thing. You're not getting set off. Your buttons aren't getting pushed. You sort of think, or rather you can say, oh yeah, there are my buttons getting pushed and see what that is and understand how it creates the tension in the stomach, which leads to the tightness in the throat, which leads to the feeling of heat up in your head, you know, which leads to the feeling of tension in your hands, um, which makes you then explode in kind of like, you know, the verbal outbursts that you then go to regret. Okay. You start to understand those processes how they unfold. Um, and over time are less their victim, less trapped by them. It gives you more clarity and more freedom from them. Um, and if you can cultivate warmth, when you look at your own stuff in this way, it also produces more warmth when you see other people. Because like, just as we identify with our own fear or anger or shame, we often make that tight connection when we see other people have those emotional reactions, right? It's like, man, man, why that person get angry at me? Instead of like saying, you know, I can't know everything that's going on them, but I can see that there is also this impersonal process happening in that person that is causing them to react in this way. And so in a, in a very interesting way, when someone else um, gets really angry with you or acts, in, you know, um, does something, you can actually sometimes, and more and more with practice, respond to that person with some compassion because you've seen how this plays out in you. And you know that this, this is kind of form of suffering, form of entrapment that, that affects so many of us. So um, I think I'll pause there with that particular line of thinking and just throw it there and in case anyone has any questions about that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and, you know, the body scan Everything we do is simply just hanging out and watching, you know, just being with, slowly observing over time. It's so not sexy. <laughs> it is so slow and long. Um, but I think what I want to say is that those moments when you can feel, you can see the processes playing out and you don't feel caught up in them. Part of what's different, it's not, it's not like you just, 
I think what, when you're starting out, it, it can, I think can sound kind of hard. It can sound tough. It's almost like you're being asked like just to kind of like, just to tolerate states that you know feel really, really bad and hard. And, and if it was just that, I would also question why one would want to do this, you know, um, but it isn't because our investment in these ego structures, our belief in our thoughts, you know, not having an angry thought, but that fucking asshole, right? Like, you know, that kind of like when we actually believe the thoughts, it's not just the thought, but it's like, it's everything just narrows down. The ego is such a tight space. It's so constricted. Um, and as you start to see these processes in this more impersonal way, it, with less identification, what you realize is that identification was like bars of a cell. And as those soften open, there is a spaciousness, which is amazing. And so there are, there are things that happen as we understand ourselves more deeply and better that make very clear where no one has to tell you this is good for you. It's like, it's like, you know, it's not about it being good for you. You start to see very clearly, like this is freer. I can breathe more freely. I can interact with myself and with others more freely and freer in every sense. Like, like you can breathe more freely for the first time. So um, I did want to make clear because I worry that, you know, I think on purpose, I focus on the hard aspects of practice because I think it's like, there's too much, I think, selling a meditation as a kind of method of feeling good in different ways. And it is, it is that. It's ultimately deeply, deeply um, good, but it's actually the thing that opens those experiences up is it is the willingness just to be with however things are now, especially when things are not feeling good. Because if we can tolerate that and not even tolerate it, be open to it, open-hearted to it, things just open up. Um, Okay, I'll pause there. Um, funny, wow, that was like one tenth of what I thought I would talk about tonight. It's like my brain just bites off way more than it can chew. So, okay, but now I I, I know enough to shut up now. So, <laughs> so I'll stop and happily know that there's a lot of other evenings of stuff to talk about. So any any thoughts, questions, responses? Yeah, I have a, uh, something that happens when I'm doing the body scan, especially, is this kind of wandering off and losing touch with the body. And suddenly I'm thinking about like food or like I'm planning like the whatever. And that happens all the time. Um, but one of the things that, that the body scan 
for me, kind of gives an opportunity when that happens to come back to where in the body did that happen, right? You were saying, um, pay attention to the muscles in your jaw. And I, was, I couldn't go there, right? <laughs> Instead, I was, I was off thinking. I'd come back and I was off thinking. So there's something about those muscles in the jaw that I should like look at more closely and say, okay, well, let's look at that again. So that's one of the really nice things about, about the body scan for me is that, that opportunity to say, okay, let's come back to that and figure out, can I look at that more openly? Can I look at that more clearly? So that kind of ties in with your dissociation kind of. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh. That, that, that adds a lot. I think, I think I have a feeling that it resonates with people on this call, you know, um, and definitely resonates with my own experience. Um, I speak as someone who, as a teenager, I don't think even knew I had a body, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so, and, and what's, it's, and I think, you know, what's important is also to be gentle, right? As you start to explore those areas where you realize there's a lot of stuff pent up. And, and I think sometimes, um, just to give parts of the body time, like things will open up on there. And what's so fascinating is sometimes you, something opens up because you're looking somewhere else. You realize, oh my God, like my, my sacrum is tight and it's kind of like something open, like I explore there and it opens up something up in my neck, you know? So it's like body work, but like on oneself in a certain way, you know? Um, yeah. Thank you, Hugh. Thanks, Bernie. I, I, I found the body, beginning with the body scan, really both challenging and helpful. Um, when, when you got to the stomach the first time, I became aware of how much I was clenching and tensing. And I was immediately like, oh, I got to relax this. <laughs> and so throughout it, it was so helpful to hear your instructions to uh, just tend to your body and not do anything and not strive to change it. Um, Again, with the shoulders and neck, I got into the same thing. I got it, I got and no, let it be. And during the moments I was able to just sit with it and let it be, it was very freeing. They were far and in between, but um, it was really, yeah, it was really helpful the way that you, you, talk, you talked about that. And um, later when you brought us back to the belly, it was really helpful when you said it might still be tense because it was even more tense, but I noticed my shoulders had completely relaxed. Mm. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and um, I really appreciated the, the instruction just to have a soft awareness. Um, and again, to let it be without trying to change it. It was really helpful. That's great, Kara. And also, you know, you might try the body scan lying down sometimes because I think, um, um, everything you, you just said was like awesome. And I, I think sometimes um, we can hold, carry tension in certain ways when we're sitting up that we don't when we're lying down. And um, it's just as an experiment, like see what's different, you know, see how, see how maybe, and um, maybe certain parts of the belly open up in certain ways when you lie down that are harder to do when you're sitting up. And it's just interesting to like note that. So maybe there's something, because, you know, a lot of the deepest forms of tension that we carry because of psychological dynamics are not even experienced as tension anymore. They're experienced as posture, 
you know, their experience, like they're just the way we carry our bodies. And so like your chest will just be a certain way. Your shoulders will just be a certain way. And, um, and then now what you experience attention is something add on to that baseline. Um, and so just actually like lying down in a different posture can sometimes produce new openings as you scan. Yeah. So it's, um, Great. Thank you. Well, I think that was good for tonight. Should we sit for five minutes to end the evening together? Okay, that's great. So I'm just sort of, yeah. Wow, good, okay, cool. Um, um, I think for this sitting, please do whatever practice feels good to you. It could be following the breath. It could be a continuation of the body scan. It could be a body scan on a particular part of the body. Um, so yeah, and then I'll, I'll Signal when it's five minutes are up and we'll say good night.
So good to see you all. Have a wonderful week. And I hope to see some of you back next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Bernie.